Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One of my favorite people to talk to, Brad Mandler of QB Accelerate. If you want to know more about quarterbacks and like the nuts and bolts, the science of it, how football actually works, this is where I go to for information. So Brad, been a very busy couple, uh, about a year, year and a half since we talked last. Um, So how's everything going with you? Everything's going great. Uh, The QBX business is is really taking off, Um, having a great time with that. Uh, getting a lot of great work in with the kids and and uh, starting to see some real tangible uh, benefits with uh, the exposure the kids are getting and the offers they're getting and those kinds of things and it's just really coming together nicely. So what have you been up to and and what anything you have coming up for maybe prospects that want to work with you or just generally for people that are fans uh, want to know what's going on with you and what's coming up? Sure. Summer, um, I get an opportunity to, to work more with the college kids that I train. So I'll either be here or going out to places like I'll be at Penn State a few times to do that. I've got some other quarterbacks where I'll be going out to them a little bit. So um, I've got that piece of it. We continue to do a lot of um, group training and, and small group training. And then I've got clients that I do a fair amount of one on one work with as well. So. There's, uh, you know, this is this will be a dead sprint for me until probably that third week in July where I'll start to shut things down a little bit. And then I, I get to become a fan in August because uh, all the scrimmages that are going on and, you know, then into Friday Night Lights. So it's a uh, it's an exciting time. It, it It's interesting when you get to the summer because we all have this idea of growing up in childhood, like summer is vacation time. But once <laughs> you get to be an adult, like, oh, no, it's all scheduled out until the fall. Like everything yeah. is scheduled and ready to go. Yes. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Brad Mandler is the quarterback coach for Drew Aller, Penn State quarterback, and for Penn State's recent quarterback commit, Ethan Grunkmeyer, in the class of 2024. So we're here to learn more from uh, Brad. One of the things I love is I love following you on Twitter because you get to see a lot of this stuff. You share a good bit. So this is from June 2021. I'm just going to read something. Yep. First time out with 2024 Olin quarterback Ethan Grunkmeyer. Gifted passer, but because of minimal ground force, production, and hip involvement, his arm does not do most of the work. We'll be back in a few weeks to share more and connect oh, a powerful wow. version of Ethan. So can you explain a little more detail what you're talking about there, please? Wow, you went way back. I love that, actually. Um, so when I first met him, what was the date on that? That the- June 2021. I didn't give the a full date, but that June yep. of 2021. Yep. <clears throat> so he looked good like he looked like okay this kid's gonna be good in high school and he's gonna get recruited at some level but it was really hard to to know but you know the one of the things i look at is um do do their throws finish with sort of top end energy and his throws didn't really finish with with top end energy some of them did but they were very inconsistent and so one of the things that i work very very hard on is is just this idea of we're going to be rotationally really good And then we're going to amplify those rotational benefits by being really good at sequencing, you know, timing things right so that we get the the most bang for our buck on on that throw. 
And, uh, and so that's what he's been able to really dial in on um, over the course of the past two years. But he, he was always looked good throwing the ball. Like he was very gifted, smooth. You know, he had an arm path that I really didn't have to touch, honestly. So that is it. I'll get to that in just a second. But I want to follow up with two other things because you called it in uh, after he got an offer from Central Michigan. What an amazing offer run. And he's on what people need to know. He embodies the 1% better everyday mantra. And yeah. uh, as much as anyone I've ever trained, this is not a hyper hashtag for him. Camp season is going to be wild. <laughs> he gets to the Elite 11 Regional. He's going on to the Elite 11 Final. So not to yeah. say you called it, but you absolutely called it. And then the last one I'm going to read back to you of your own words is March 29th. His junior game film is fantastic, and he's a literal human jugs machine. 99% of his throws just look like this. Yeah. And then, of course, tagged with a video, arm strength, ball placement, and spin rate. So can you explain yeah. why he's a human jugs machine? What from 2021 until 2023 in March turned him into a human jugs machine. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the comment uh, that you made about, you know, that my statement about camp season, I'll address that first camp season is going to be wild. It actually started happening before that. And the, the, the galvanizer of his recruiting was really kind of dates back to January, late January, when it was the contact period where coaches were actually going out and seeing him, him throw. And it was a chance for coaches to kind of see the, how the ball comes out of his hand, um, confirm height, weight, and those kinds of things. And he was getting tremendous feedback from coaches. In fact, I remember one of the times um, uh, his mom had mentioned to me that that Pat Fitzgerald, you know, head coach at Northwestern, was there, and Pat Fitzgerald was raving about the way he was throwing the football. And I just started, you know, getting like a steady. Um, and consistent uh, sort of messages about, man, you know, this coach said this and this coach said this. And then I would hear from coaches, man, we saw Ethan yesterday and, and we were so impressed and this kind of thing. So it actually didn't take um, to camp season. It, it happened during that period. And, and if you kind of look at the timeline, February is when he really started to pick up getting offers from group of fives. And then it continued into March. And then, of course, uh, all, once Penn State offered, um, you know, everything kind of uh, kind of blew up. And, and so that's that's how that whole thing progressed. So it was it was really uh, it was interesting how that how that all came together. And then the human human jugs machine piece, you know, one of the things that that I talk to the kids is, is, is we got to work towards best version throws. You know, ideally, a best version throw is when you look your best. It's, you know, with spin and velocity and ball placement, appropriate velocity, because sometimes we need to we need to change speeds. Um, and his best version throws truly started to get to that eight and nine. And he'd come on a Sunday in January. And I literally, I was, I was like looking at some of my partners saying, is he throwing as well as I think he's throwing? And then in early February, uh, I got, I've gotten pretty tight with Joe Moorhead and Joe uh, texted me and said, by the way, I saw, I saw Ethan. Um, he's going to get power five offers and it's going to happen sooner than you think. And so just hearing comments like that was, was, you know, really interesting. And the, how, how did he get, how did he get to this human jugs machine? It literally, and this is cliche to say, but it was literally that 1% better every day. He was just very intentional and thoughtful about how he went about this. 
we always, you know, would have a couple of things that we would be working on. Um, I knew that he would always be working on it on his own. Right. So every time I came, every time he came uh, to me on a weekend or I would see him during the week, sometimes I could, I could see, you know, this, this gradual buildup of really quality work. And it was very similar to what happened with Drew is just the consistency took off. And, and, you know, now, now uh, if I see a, a, a wobble in his ball, I, I'm really surprised because I just don't see that. Yeah, it's uh, having seen him up close, and I'll just hit the highlights here because I want to ask you about some of his his talents and his skills at the position. But when you talk about consistency, this guy is is every single throw. It looks, as you mentioned, it just looks really good. Um, I want to ask you about two talent-driven things off the top, arm strength and arm talent. Um yep. Beyond arm strength, how much is how much arm talent does Ethan have? He's got a crazy amount of arm talent. Yeah, because because to me, arm talent's the ability to uh, be accurate, change speeds. Um, whether you're in a nice clean situation or if you're off platform making throws uh, in really difficult spots, it's it's that ability to make a play irrespective of what the environment around you is and to be able to put that ball where it needs to be in that moment. And as far as arm strength goes, um, where do you place him in terms of arm strength? It, I, I don't know how to qualify it. Elite compared to guys you've seen before, where yep. is he in the arm strength conversation? He's in the top 1% of his class. You know, I think just I've seen a lot of the 24 guys throw. Um, and you know, I think maybe you've got Rayola and you've got Ethan with probably two or three other kids. That That's how much velocity he throws with. And where you really see it is his intermediate velocity, the throws he makes where he has to drive the ball in between people uh, or, you know, two ball throws where he's got to get it over the under coverage, but uh, in front of the over coverage and, and just that ability to to have that arc and pace on that football. It's, it, it's really impressive. Yeah, there was there was one throw uh, for people watching here on the YouTube channel. There was one throw at the Elite 11 where he had to layer the ball, and they were practicing layering the ball. And yep. first time it comes out of his hand, he's the first quarterback that really gets that layering effect of, uh, I think Mike Yersich calls it like a one-inch throw. you got to get over the linebacker. you got to get it down before the safety, and he was, yep. he was really good at that area. Yes, yes. Uh, another area I want to ask you about um, – that I've noticed. And I, I always, this always happens where I'm like, Hey expert, here are all the things I think and like <laughs> <laughs> telling you about the stuff. But <laughs> what I've seen from him that I think really stands out are his feet and his hips in terms of quickness yes. and just the ability to bang, 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 bang from a quarterback coach perspective, how valuable is that? And do you see that in, in Ethan? Yeah. So, so valuable. And I definitely see it in Ethan. He's sneaky athletic, but I don't really think it's sneaky anymore. I think he's just like straight up athletic. And <laughs> yeah. again, this is this, you know, he's just kept getting better and better and better. Um, we work a lot on movement and being able to be twitchy, bursty off a spot, but then to sort of regain your, your, your balance uh, and your posture. And he is so good at that. And if you watch his junior film, which I know you have many, many times, um, you see it, uh, the off the off platform throws and the ability to control his posture and his balance so that he's able to make, you know, consistent throws. 
You know, the, the funny thing is a lot of times I notice it in, in RPO throws because maybe it's easier now and more quarterbacks yep. are doing it. But yes. initially with RPO throws, that was a really hard one for some traditionally trained quarterbacks. And for Ethan, and I, I don't know if this is just a general evolution of the position coaching, but it's just it's just quick. It's natural. It's fluid. It almost looks like... Um, you know, he's obviously he knows he's about to do it, but it's just it's just yeah. so fluid and natural that it's it almost is a standout trait of something that I think everyone is doing. But it just those are the areas where if you are if you don't miss on those, you're you're 100 percent because the RPO and the, the way it works in the offense. I just I was really impressed with that. Another thing you've, uh, you've talked about, uh, you've called him creative. Yes. Um, what do you see as a QB coach in the creativity of what he does? Yeah. Again, it jumps out in his film because it's either the way that he extends a play um, or, uh, you know, how he gets the ball out. It's just it's this ability to make the play, again, irrespective of what the environment is around you. Um, and it's funny. I, I remember talking to his mom one time, Megan, uh, just like. I was like, hey, tell me about Ethan when he was young. Like, like was he was he really good? And so she sent me this picture of him in middle school um, standing next to um, his same-aged neighbor. And the same-aged neighbor was a good foot taller than him. And then she sent me a picture recently of within the last couple of months, and Ethan was a foot taller than him. So it's like, you know, it's like it's it's I got this kind of like peek into him as a as a young player. And she went on to say, well, okay. She goes, I remember, I remember in third grade, um, when he started playing football, his coach at the time knew he was special because um he wouldn't just run the play. He was oftentimes like um sort of adding things into it and going off script and just making plays. And I, I spent some time coaching youth football a little bit. And, and when I look back, I can see that the kids who were going to be really good knew what they were literally kind of knew what they were doing. And, and there was no like sort of wasted movement. Like they just did it um, while some kids are just trying to figure it out. And, you know, it's the first time with football and the helmet feels uncomfortable. They're not really sure what they're doing. So I think in a way it kind of stems from those early days, but you know, he's a basketball player. Basketball players are typically creative because you have to be able to create to score a lot of times. And um, I don't know. It's uh it's innate with him though. That is for sure. But when you add in his ability to throw on the run, something we've talked about already, but how, where does that put him in terms of creativity, throwing on the run? Um, it, it feels and looks rare to me. Is it, is that as rare as it seems on film when you watch his highlights and you watch him throw in person, being able to throw on the run. Yeah. And use that creativity yeah. to then create within the offense and not just be scrambling to give a guy time to get open, but scrambling to allow time for the play to develop and, you know, hit a guy in a cover two hole or make, yeah. give his guy time to run up the seam. It seems like that creativity it's it's hard because I don't ever want to overreact to stuff, but that feels like a special gift that Ethan has that not every quarterback has at his age. It It, it is. And, you know, like kids practice this now. They practice creativity. But honestly, in games, some kids are nervous and jittery, rightly so, because this is not like something you get to practice. Like, I, you know, I could go out and play three hours of pickup basketball. I learn the nuances of the game, right? Um, in football, you can't do that. There's nothing really that you can do to recreate a live football play. Um, and so the ones who are relaxed tend to have 
this opportunity to create greater creativity um, or create plays with greater creativity. It just sort of comes alive. And if you notice, he plays really relaxed. And this is, you know, this is sort of the outcome a, a lot of times is, is he's making plays because he's relaxed and he's sort of letting things just, you know, happen and uh, taking advantage of situations. No, based on our conversation, it sounds like there are very few holes in his game, but what are the things you're working with him and where do you think the next level for him is to, you know, keep pushing your game forward? Cause you're never done getting better yeah. at football. So, so yeah. where's the area you're looking for that we're making progress here this summer? Yeah. Well, the, our thing right now is we're speaking of relaxed. We're, we're working on, so I want to separate relaxed, like relaxed mind, relaxed body, but he, he will have situations where he tries to throw too hard and he's the last guy who has to try and throw hard. And you can see it because he'll grit up a little bit. Uh, the arm won't come through as smooth. Um, it's, it's something that is there. Um, it pops up once in a while, but it's not a big thing, but that's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get him to always double down on his hips, be, you know, really connected and, and dialed in with his sequencing and um, and so that's sort of how we address that. I got a chance to briefly speak with him after the Elite 11 camp in State College. And interestingly, like I was I wanted to have this conversation with him, like nerd out about footwork and, and hips and velocity and all that stuff. And he mentioned leadership. The first thing he said was be a better le leader and win games. Yeah. Uh, that's the job of the quarterback. So uh, what have you noticed from him as far as being a leader among other players at his position or when you're working with him? What are his qualities in that area that he's so keen on uh, developing? Yeah. Um, he's much more emotive. Um, I can just see it. Like he's, he's been a kind of a quiet, thoughtful kid. And, uh, and now, you know, as an example, like when we do our group sessions and I ask the quarterbacks, it's like, okay, you guys, when we get to throwing routes, it, it's your job to manage this. It's your job to communicate with the receivers. It's your job to make sure that, you know, we're, the, we're running the mechanics of this drill correctly. And Ethan is one of the, one of the leaders there who's vocal, who's, who's communicating and, and sort of directing things. And a lot of times receivers will show up and, and, and our quarterbacks don't have, don't know them. They they're coming from other areas. And so there's not, it's not like there's that relationship there. Everybody's there to get better, but um, you know, it's not like he can trade off of that. He has to go outside of his comfort zone and really kind of, you know, talk to guys and, 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 you know, manage that situation. So. Yeah, we got to see a little bit of that. Uh, she's showing you here uh, working with Peter Gonzalez, one of Penn State's prospects at uh, camp on Sunday. And uh, you, I noticed that with him uh, at a couple of the last camps where he's communicating with the receivers, giving them intentional directions. Yes. And, and it seemed like yep. it, it worked out pretty well here uh, for, for both players. So um, from a, I, I want to get into something different quickly here. Sorry for the hard transition, but I was no, excited. No noticing that what you just said and then noticing it immediately something that happened to me earlier this week i thought that was fascinating to see and and to, to go through but penn State fans can maybe get a a look at that this fall with quarterback drew aller when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply 
Drew yeah. Aller, one of uh, your pupils uh, at QB Accelerate. Um, big summer for him for obvious reasons. How's yep. he doing? And can you share some of the things you guys are working on? Yeah, he's doing great. Um, I think his biggest area of improvement since the end of last season is just like, you know, taking control of the room, uh, the communication with the other players, um, you know, running uh, off-season workouts, doing those things, getting out of his comfort zone. Because, again, very thoughtful kid, not as emotive, um, but very confident inside and very humble. Like, Like he's the kind of kid that people, like, gravitate towards right away. And I think he's just much more comfortable showing his personality to to the team. And I can see it when I'm there. I've been there several times over the past three or four months. And and you can see in his interaction with the players, like there is a comfort level. Um, He feels like, you know, he's earned the right to be able to do those things because he's put the work in. And uh, yeah, that's that's probably been, you know, just intangibly. That's been the thing that that I've seen the most. His his command of the offense is fantastic um they were you know when the coaching staff when i would talk to them they would always note that his ability to retain information was was really high level and when i watched um when i watched the meetings you know sean clifford set a very high bar because he was like having a coach in in the in the room and i get that vibe with drew and and bo uh bo as well but bo and drew have a really strong um uh, like grasp of the offense and, and, and what coach your is trying to do. So um, that part is just going to be so important for him as he gets into these, you know, challenging and difficult games, because it's all about processing speed and making good decisions. And uh, I think he's really ready for those things. So um, as far as throwing physically, you know, we're, we're, we're refining things. He's at the point now where he's so consistent, um, so we're just trying to like refine things and create more be- best version throws, uh, you know, going back to what I had said earlier. So um, and I, I try and make things as, as simple, but also as difficult as possible. You know, we try and work on simple things, be really clear on what it is that we're uh, looking to do. But then, you know, create situations where he's feeling some pressure, some distraction, trying to recreate a game feel for him uh, that, you know, that he's going to face this fall. Yeah, one of the things I was impressed with um, during the blue white game because we we haven't gotten we haven't gotten to see a whole lot of Drew in, in live right. action situations. Even though we've seen more of him than probably any other freshman quarterback yes. in, in recent memory, but um, struggled a little bit in terms of uh, under pressure in the first half of the blue white game. But then really worked through that, and I thought made some good throws at the end of the second quarter and then yes. into the third. Yes. How how much does he adapt and adjust, and how much do you guys work on? that of maybe something you notice he right away, maybe he doesn't do it right, but then how quickly does he get to a point where he's really nailed down what you were trying to do with him in a drill or something like that? Yeah, again, it's it's hard to recreate that, that the speed and, you know what I mean? So I'll give you an example. I was, I was at a spring ball practice. That day they were, the defense was working at cover zero. So he was facing a lot of pressure. And I'm 15 yards behind him watching. And I'm watching what's going on at the line of scrimmage. And the offensive, the, the old line was down a little bit. Um, I think Olu was not playing that, was not playing that day. They were kind of managing him. Um, and, uh, and, and the defense was the defense. I mean, these guys, th- this is a legit front for Penn State's defense. 
and the swarm and the speed of the game, like you, it, it just kind of blew me away. And I forgot, it's been a long time since I was in the pocket. I forgot what that, what that felt like at that. And I was really, I told Drew after, you know, we had the offense that day, the defense had clearly won that day, but I said, Hey man, I, I loved how you stayed composed. He made really good decisions and uh, you know, were they marching down the field with all these? No, they weren't, but he was making plays and he was managing protections and uh, just looked the part, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yeah. okay, this is tracking the right way. So uh, what have Pence and you kind of gave us a little bit of that, but what have Penn state fans not seen yet? Um, I'm, I'm desperate to know myself in terms of here are the things that are like, these are clear strengths for him. And you've detailed some yeah. of the mental things and the approach that he has, uh, you know, yeah. the X's and O's part. That's the part I'm super interested in of, of yeah. what you said of reacting to this stuff in real time. But for Penn state fans, wh what do you think we haven't seen yet that uh, he's going to be able to show us this fall? Given that, you know, there's still a quarterback competition, Penn State's very clear that there is a competition yeah. between him and Bo Perbula, but most people are expecting Drew will be the guy. So so what are what are what do you think we haven't seen yet from him? I think what you've seen so far is somebody who understands the offense and is making the plays that are there. Right. So he's doing the right all, all last season when he got in, for the most part, everything was pretty consistent. He was either, you know, throwing the ball, you know, in his first three reads or getting the check down or, or just managing the offense. I think what you're going to see is a guy who is a lot more comfortable now and letting his natural playmaking ability, you're going to start to see that. I mean, this guy, you know, as impressive as his size and arm is, like I just think he's a natural playmaker. Like he, he has that ability to make things happen when – Eh, nothing should probably happen because the defense won on that play. Right. I mean, th th right. that's what happens. So he, I guess it's a, it's a, it's one way of saying like this, he can make plays like he's special when things aren't great or when things break down. I think that's really where he comes alive. So is that kind of, you mentioned Ethan had a certain creativity about him. Yeah. Uh, Drew manifest manifest that in his game as well. Yes. hundred percent. Uh, last thing I want to ask you about, uh, Brad Mandler, quarterback coach, QB Accelerate. Uh, had, this has been an awesome conversation. I always love talking to you, love getting the insight into the guys, especially. I'm glad, by the way, just on an aside note, I'm very glad that uh, Ethan committed to Penn State so that you and I had a, a good reason to have another good sit-down conversation. So this For has been sure. awesome. I yeah. appreciate it. No, I appreciate um, you having me on. Next quarterback uh coming up i know that we talked about this last time ryan montgomery uh, a yep. big target in the class of 2025 yep. um penn state flew a helicopter out there to see him last yep. time he was he i think you were there as well I so was there how's how is he doing and what do you know what can you tell penn state fans about how that relationship is going from obviously kind of a third party view that you have yeah so um ryan physically really impressive um you know, I always joke with his dad that the Montgomery's are just big people, man. And he, for his age, uh, just, you know, has the look, um, works hard at it, um, has tremendous velocity, um, is, again, one of those players that um, when they get on the football field, they come alive. Right. And I'm sure you've seen this, you know, being involved in, in watching prospects come in. Like some guys look great in shorts and T-shirts. And you're like, wow, they can really throw. That looks beautiful. And then they get in the game, and it's just not as good. Ryan is better in between the lines than he is when you see him, um, 
face to face in in shorts and t-shirts and he's impressive there as well but he's one of those guys who just is he's a dude he can play so uh i'm you know we're we're consistently working on things i think um he's obviously a national recruit there's a lot of schools that are, are very interested in him um penn state has done a really good job of 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 maintaining contact interest um you know, just the things that they need to do to show them that they're interested. And I, I you know, I think the combination of uh, Coach Franklin, Coach Yurisich, and uh, Coach O'Brien is money. Uh, I've heard from so many people um, who have come into contact with that threesome. When they, when they work together on a prospect, um, that's a good situation for Penn State. They're, they're really giving a great accounting of themselves, so. Speaking with Brad Mandler of QB Accelerate, um, appreciate his time. We got cut off there at the end of the conversation. Had a couple more things I wanted to ask him, though, so we're coming back a little bit later. Brad, uh, I want to ask you about some terms that I've read from your Twitter uh, timeline that I'm interested in learning more about because, yeah. you know, I think that they're fascinating and learning more about quarterback is always my favorite thing to do. So could you start with spin rate? I yes. think it, the name is pretty obvious, but yeah. tell us about spin rate, what it is and why it's important. Yeah, so I mean, spin rate is important just because of the impact of ball flight, right? Um, when the ball spins better, it holds its line better, it maintains its energy better, um, you know, manages sort of the elements if there's wind and rain, right? So it's it's pretty important. And um, I first started hearing about spin rate with baseball pitchers, and obviously it's matriculated over to to, to the quarterback space, but it's just that this idea of um, throwing in a way that creates sort of the, um, the, the best scenario for how the ball comes off of your hand. And then the spin will literally get even tighter. So sometimes you see spirals and they look kind of like lazy and, and they're moving through the air in a sluggish way. And then sometimes you see the spirals where it looks like it's going double, triple time. There's a way to actually do that where you can sort of manipulate that kind of spin rate. So is that independent of arm strength? It sounds almost like muscling the ball would be bad for spin rate. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's a, it's an equation of the power that you're going to generate through the full throw, but it's uh -huh. the finish and how you both um, sort of stabilize your body and also the way that the ball comes off of your hand. Right. So ideally we're going to want two fingers to come off the ball at the same time. And, and you know, historically I always remember seeing, guys talking about one finger on the ball and um, you know, seeing pictures of one finger on the ball and that works too. But, but what I've found and, and what I've learned over the years is this idea of how you position your hand and getting two fingers to come off the last two, the index and the middle finger, having those come off at the same time creates this rip. And it's added with the other things I mentioned around stabilizing the body and how you create energy. I see what you mean. That sounds even describing two fingers, like, Sounds like a changeup, like just how you're holding yeah. the ball. A lot of translation I see from 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 baseball there. Yep. Uh, the next thing I want to ask you about is gas and brakes. I find yes. this one super interesting because I don't know anything about this one. The name doesn't really give it away. So what is gas and brakes when you're talking about quarterbacks? Yep. So when I work with kids, especially when I bring them in new to my program, I, I talk about a gas side, which is the back side, right? So if I'm a righty, it's my right leg. And the brake side being my front side you know, the front leg, the front arm. And the idea is, is that we're going to create great load and acceleration through the hips, through the backside, but just as quickly 
we're going to stop it on the front side and we're going to move that energy up and through the body, you know, out through the tricep, through the forearm, into the hand. Um, and it's, um, it's a way to help kids really think about what they, what they being a little bit more intentional about what they should be doing at the start of the throw to create that acceleration and that energy, and then how they're going to stop it and transfer it and sort of amplify it as the ball comes out of their hand. So again, it's not all about power. And I think where you and I first started is I only knew about like linear throwing is getting this yep. momentum going. Yes. This is all about the the stop and the start and, and that that um, that whip and momentum, it seems yes. like, of creating it really quickly and then dissipating it really quickly. Is that, yes. is that a fair way to look at it? It is. And it, and it amplifies when you have the ability to wrap sequencing around it. So it's this idea of I'm going to create acceleration. I'm going to get my front foot in the ground fast. I'm going to let my hips fly and the torso and the shoulders are going to come slightly behind it. And it creates this, this, you know, kind of really snappy, you know, pop off the, off the arm on the football. Fascinating stuff. Now um, I'm never going to be able to put any of this into application as a five <laughs> foot nine and three quarters, 30 year old man, but I'm sure there are uh, athletes out there quarterbacks that have the size that have the potential that might want more training in this scientific way of throwing the football. And uh, I know that probably word of mouth is a lot of the way you do things. Um, you seem to be very busy and growing, but if, if quarterbacks want to get in contact with you, if players want to work with you, how do they get uh, to you and QB accelerate? Yep. So they can reach me at QB accelerate at gmail.com. So it's QB E X C E L E R A T E at gmail.com. Uh, you know, the email address is in my profile for both uh, my Twitter and, and Instagram accounts. Um, and honestly, demand has been fantastic. And I, I'm not close to keeping up with it. But just know that uh, if I don't get to you right away, I will get to you. Um, we're putting plans in place with a facility and more people to be able to scale this business to a much greater degree. I'm very, very excited about that. And, uh, and so just get on my radar. I got, a, I've got a list of, uh, of, of kids that uh, I need to get back to and we'll, 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 we'll sort of manage the growth and scale this so we can, you know, if I bring somebody new on, I want to be able to spend the time with them or the, the quarterback assistant coaches that, uh, that I will uh, have working for me. Well, I'm excited because, uh, the more good quarterbacks we have in the game of football, the more entertaining it is because it it's I mean, it's the position that makes the whole game sparkle. So thank you for Never all your work. Time. Never been a better time to be a quarterback. It's uh, it's the most exciting time uh, in, in my lifetime uh, with the talent and the things that we're asking them to do. So very exciting time. Brad Mandler, quarterback accelerate. I'm Thomas Frank Carr here on the BWI YouTube channel. Brad, thanks so much for your time today. Thanks for having me, Thomas.